What up, good people? Welcome back to the Gas and Go podcast. Oh man, am I excited for this week's episode? What an awesome experiment down in Bristol. Just a complete hodgepodge of madness, fun, terribleness, confusion, what the hell's going on moments. It was epic. We now know what NASCAR and Mad Max Fury Road would look like. We just need more body paint and weapons next year. But we're going to get into more of that later. So much to digest. We're lucky enough to do it this week with a special guest. This week, he's the honorary sixth member of the Gas and Go pit crew. And in real life, he's an actual member of a NASCAR pit crew. J.P. Kelly, gas man for the number 99 Trackhouse Chevrolet Camaro, a top five car this week, baby. Excited to have you here, JP, but we can't forget about our gas, man. So we got to bring in number one. <laughs> Let's bring in Papa Bear and the rest of the team here, and we'll get JP in as well. As mentioned, Dave, our Papa Bear. Dave, I got an opening question for you this week. Monday races aren't ideal, but it wasn't bad having a little Monday Bristol action there, huh? No, I mean, I was glad I was glad they held off the start until just after four o'clock. You could knock out like a theoretically full work day. And then catch a lot of racing. So, yeah, it worked out. Yeah, I agree. The 4 o'clock uh, start was smart. I think in the past, they've usually – they've had some, like, nooners on Monday, which is just impossible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Like next the truck race. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> next up, we got our analytics guru, Ryan, a.k.a. Rhino. Rhino, have you tried to win Clint's Stage 2 Six Questions cash prize yet this year? First off, let me say I die. I live again, Garrett. But but no, I have not downloaded the Fox Bet app. I'm getting a little tired of Clint Boyer talking about losing his money. We get it. You're you're not really losing your money. Too zany for me. I know. Clint's down like 250k at this point. It doesn't. But seem... he, 25 different people win every week. It's not like some crazy thing where he's gonna have some bonus at the end of the year and he's gonna get yeah. to cut some check. Like we, yeah. we get it, Fox. Yeah. We get it. All right. The first see. bad thing I've said about Fox. Okay, that's the first <laughs> bad thing they've done. <laughs> Yeah. All right. We got to bring in our Jack man, Dylon, 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 and Dylon Dill. They already announced Bristol Spring Race next year is dirt again. Thoughts? Oh, yeah. I'm all in. That was one of the funniest things I have ever watched in NASCAR. And I want that to happen every week if possible. So the fact that we're planning next year to have it already is fantastic news to me. <laughs> all right. All right. Good to know. We'll get into more of that later. Not last this week. Our eyes in the sky, spotter cons. Cons, you and I used to do some baseball field maintenance back in the day, and the rain-soaked fields were always the worst. Did those pictures of Bristol Sunday night give you nightmares back to those days? You know, it, it didn't. I didn't uh, think about that until you just mentioned it. But now that I'm, I'm thinking, I hope they had enough turfus, which you and I used to use when it was raining, to make sure that uh, that track was, was extra dry and smooth and, and not too... Uh, not too dusty. Yeah, we had a, a lot of turfus, a lot of kitty litter on hand back in those days. Those were some uh, <laughs> some rough afternoons getting those little league fields ready. Uh, all right, well, we got to save the actual gas man for last. JP Kelly is part of the intro rundown this week. JP, no live pit stops this weekend or on Monday, which helps explain you being here with us. So were you in your full pit crew uniform watching at home? Were you refueling the truck during competition cautions just to like feel like you were still there? Yeah, my fire suit was still on the hauler that was in Bristol. So I was kind of imagining that I was fueling this week. I was just trying to get some uh, some visualization reps in there. <laughs> well, JP, who, who was fueling the uh, 99 this week? Uh, I think it was one of our truck truck driver guys. It was one of our road guys who was who was fueling this week. He, 
I bet you did a great job. That thing didn't run out of fuel. It looked good going around those turns. There you did go. he ask any pointers from you before going into this race? He did. I said, just, uh, just, just stick it in. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm going to remember that next time at the gas station. Just if it really is that simple, <laughs> I will. Uh, it was that easy. Fortunately, I had your question, Garrett, prepared ahead of time. I will not throw you any doozies just for calling JP the quote unquote real gas man. <laughs> we're not going to use that terminology. But as we said, Bristol dirt was very entertaining. But Bristol is very entertaining. So when they pack up all of that dirt, where should they ship it? Well, they got to keep it pretty close because it's going back in next year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but assuming it wasn't. Where should they ship it? Um, so what track could actually use some dirt to, to give it some more life? Well I, well, I like the dirt. I think they should just race on a normal dirt track. I mean, if you were going to give a – I mean, there's plenty of mile and a half out there that could use some life. Um, but that would just be insane. And I don't want to take any other short tracks away. So just, no, just find a real dirt track um, and do it that way. And then we then we have two two uh, concrete Bristol races. Yeah, I'm fine with giving up a road course, if I'm being honest. <laughs> a road course dirt race would be good. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's get going and move into stage one here. But first, Dave, why don't you tell us who keeps the Gas & Go Boys fueled? I'm happy to do so because this Gas & Go podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com. America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years and home to guaranteed lowest pre-order prices, automatic discounts in your cart, and free upgrades to expedited shipping. Garrett, let's get going. All right, thanks, Dave. All right, let's get after it. DW, get it rocking. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing, boys. All right, we're in stage one here, boys. We kick stage one off with two truths and a lie. I'm going to give you three facts. JP, you got to sniff out which one is a lie. So here we go. The NASCAR Cup Series returned to dirt, the first cup race on dirt since September 1970 at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. Fact here we go. <laughs> fact number two, <laughs> Joey Logano wins the Food City 250, not taking the lead lap until lap, or not taking the lead, sorry, until lap 193 but leading every lap from there until the end. Fact number three, seven up, baby. The 2021 season is just the third different season in the NASCAR Cup Series modern era to start with seven different winners in the first seven races. Those are loaded. <laughs> All right, clear the decks. I got it. It wasn't called the Food City 250. It was the Food City Dirt Race. JP, this is an easy one. Number two is the lie. Follow me. We're going, we're going clear. We're going green. JP, just to give you some background, Garrett is known for just hiding these facts in here that we have never even like, we won't even think about what part of the thing is wrong and we'll all lose it there. So I, I, I already forgot what, what the well, first one was. Fairground was the first one <laughs> in part of was it actually guess, the other county fair that, that it was actually in. It was actually on August 32nd, so it wasn't in <laughs> <Yeah>. September. <laughs> Number right. two can't be true. I mean, that's all I got to say. Give me three. Give me three. I think there have been seven seasons in which seven different – I think there haven't been that many. That no, seems crazy I, to me. Sorry, I think you said three? Yeah, yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said there was – so the, the, the fact number three is the 2021 season is just the third different season uh, where the first seven winners have been different in the first seven races. Give me it's not three. All right. 
I, I, I'm going to go not because of Ryan's reason, but also with number two. I feel like either Joey Logano got the lead before that or he got he lost it and got it back. I don't know why I remember that maybe happening, but I'm going number two. All right. JP, I'm going one. Connor's going one. I think he, I think he took the lead from us uh, right around that time, so it seems like a super obscure lap, time, lap uh, to call out. So I'm going to go with number three. All right. That's that's nice. All right. Well, let's let's run it down here. We got a, we got some for all of them. Uh, fact number one, the NASCAR Cup Series returned to dirt. The first cup race on dirt since September 1970 at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. That one is true. Fact number two, Joey Logano wins the Food, Sift, Food City or whatever the hell it was called, 250, not taking the lead until lap 193, but leading every lap from there until the end. That one's also true which means fact number three. We don't get to just change uh, what you say. And you're like, no, I didn't mean to say that. I mean, that, that was false. So I, I was right. <laughs> okay. Well, there was one and a half lies this week. Fact number three was a lie. Uh, this is the fifth different season. There have been seven wow. different winners in the first seven races, 2014, 2003, 2000, 1991, and 2021 so So technically dave was wrong in his reason of getting it right he thought it was going to be less than three what didn't you (laughs) did i pick the right one there dill that's showing my work (laughs) if one of us is losing you know (laughs) this is multiple choice and i win (laughs) you gotta work out your answers next time (laughs) yeah good two winners there jp and dave all right well let's get into uh talking about the race here we start talking about the winner first and that was Joey Logano. So this is going to be Ryan's time to shine. But for me, obviously, uh, it means that Logano is the first dirt race winner since 1970, like we just sort of talked about. And I think that's a big deal for those guys. Any one of these crown jewel or specialty race type deals is important and special to those guys to win and be the only one with that title. Uh, and I don't think this one is any different. So let's hear Joey's thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, like, like I said, winning on dirt um... – saying that I've been able to do that. And, and like I said earlier, winning on every different type of racetrack um, is special. And, and, you know, there's no one else actively that can say they've done that right now. Um, you know, on, on, you know, cause this is the only dirt cup race we've had in 50 years. So, um, you know, that's, that's something that uh, I take some pride in for sure. Um, knowing that I'm a, a, a versatile driver, um, you know, and you have to be in this level in the cup series that's what's so attractive to me about racing in nascar um is that you can race different types of racetracks you're just bumping and banging there's different you know disciplines you have to be good at um and it's a real real challenge it's really really hard to race at this level um so i i really take pride in you know trying to figure that out and enjoy the work that we put into that so also he, he's not a dirt guy at all. And it, it shows how talented of a driver he is. And I don't think we can beat around the bush there. This dude is a wheel man. He might not be a cool man, but he's definitely a wheel man. So <laughs> we're going to get everyone's thoughts on this, but I want to hear uh, from Ryan since he's our resident Penske guy first, Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, definitely a wheel man, definitely a cool man. It was really nice hearing all those great thoughts from you, Garrett, but yeah, I was a little nervous last week after Ryan Blaney took home the first Penske win. I, you know, I was getting worried about my guy Joey might get lost in the shuffle in the playoff race. But, you know, he's just a real professional driver. And real professional drivers show up when they have to. And that's what he did during the start race. As soon as he got the lead, I knew he wasn't giving it up. I don't care what Denny Hamlin's saying on the radio. Oh, I should have taken him out. I don't race like that. Blah, 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 blah. That's why he didn't win. That's why he haven't won a championship. Good night. 
<laughs> All right. Well, Dave, what do you think? Look, I, I, I agreed with Ryan for much of yeah, what he said. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until he starts throwing Denny under the bus. I mean, it's just Ryan loves to say who, who should yeah. have won the race um, as long as his guy actually won the race. But look, I, I agree two things. One, I agree that it is a special title. I agree with him it's the one thing that maybe makes me really glad that they're doing this again next year so that hopefully somebody else can also have won on Bristol uh, dirt. But again, I got a little tired of the Joey's not a dirt guy. Yeah, man, we know, like we got that beat into our heads at the, uh, when he was driving the, the I racing, we got it, you know, during the broadcast yet, I guess today. So it's like, we know, man, you're not a dirt guy, but you are a wheel man. You know how to drive. Like you won. Congratulations. Hopefully somebody else can win next year. JP, I yeah, want to get your your thoughts. A guy involved in NASCAR. What I mean, what do, what do you think this means for for Joey Logano? I mean, what what's the sentiment around the garage and everything about Joey? I mean, Joey's super talented. I mean, and he's all. I mean, no matter where you go, that twenty two is always up front, challenging for wins uh, year in and year out. And um, it's just pretty cool how he drives so hard and. People think he's a call him out for blocking all the time and everything, but he's just trying to win. And uh, it looks like that's what it took today to, to get the job done. And it's just, it's kind of a cool, it's kind of cool because he just shows that he can do multiple disciplines, whether super speedway, road courses, short tracks, short, uh, dirt short tracks now that they're just, uh, they're going to be up at the front and ready to win. Yeah, that's a good point. He, he is, uh, he mentioned that a little bit in the post race press conference too about, how he's you know he's a guy that's won on super speedways and short tracks and now a dirt track and mile and a half is i don't know connor dill is joey logano has anyone seen someone pass joe logano recently i mean even if it's like going a lap down the guy it doesn't seem like anybody can get around him anymore yeah he i mean obviously a, a fantastic blocker he showed that last week uh when he was blocking kyle larson and he showed that again this week um when Denny Hamlin was was racing him there at the end, Hamlin was racing him hard as heck, and he was able to block him. And then you know Denny ended up going up high and rubbing into the wall there, and kind of screwed himself out that out the win. But it was amazing to watch. He's he's insanely talented. It seems that it doesn't matter track, surface, whatever. He's gonna win some way somehow at, at some point. Um, you know, I was just hoping that Kyle Larson was going to be out there a couple laps down blocking him. So our guy Suarez or even Denny could have swooped in there for the win. But hats off to uh, to Joey there for that one. Yeah, I, I think you guys, you know, so you said most of it. There's not too much more to go in on the Joey Elgano love fest here. But let's keep it going. He's, he's got to win some races. You know, it's his first one and he got it on the dirt track where it kind of felt like going into it. Like who knew what was going to happen? All of the dirt guys didn't you know ultimately get there at the end a lot of them got wiped out early a lot of the non-dirt guys were running up front there i mean even you know jp your guy there but that's that was kind of the, the you know, i don't want to get too far into the race right now but that was a lot of what i took out of this race so it's sort of up for grabs anybody's race and the fact that joey wasn't a dirt guy i don't think like really mattered in the end of it he's a good driver and he got his first win we'll see how many more come of it? But the one funny thing I did find was uh, I guess the Penske owners called him out because Blaney last week was in the commentator's booth and they're like, well, Blaney was up there and then uh, he got his win. Time for you to get yours, Joey. I wonder how hard they're 
trying to get Brad up in the booth there next week, get him a win. Yeah, that's funny. Speaking of Brad, I don't re- think I remember Brad Keselow. I don't even think I remember seeing him on the track. They, they showed him in stage three, and he was, like, running 14th, and they're like, this is a really good run for him. And you know that's not a really good run for him when they show him and he's out of the top 10, and they're like, he's doing pretty well back there. Yeah, that was kind of bizarre. All right, well, I think we could get into the race a little bit more here, but I do want to say – at the end, Joey Logano was, did say that, you know, we talk about this every week, how there's been a, a different winner every week now. He said he was getting a little bit nervous about uh, all the different winners and, and getting into the playoffs. And he's got that relief uh, with him now a little bit. And so. especially with all the uh, road courses coming up. I mean, Chase is going to get one. Some other road courses out there might snag one. Like, we're going to see 13 to 15 winners. So yeah, I was going to ask def- that, like, what's the chances that one of these guys that wins like eventually might not get in if we hit 17 i, might have to, I mean i have to change that uh <laughs> prediction graphic it's even relevant anymore it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah it's wild out there all right well, let's get into the race man just a, a just i don't even know how to describe it wild is is the word i've been using that that's probably the best way to describe it i do want to talk about um, what I think was the most intriguing part of the race and, and JP, this is perfect timing for you to be here. I don't think the stars could have aligned anymore. I was a little bit nervous when I was watching. I was like, oh man, JP might be like at the, at the shop partying. <laughs> if, this, if this keeps going, how it's going, we might not have him on, but give me your thoughts, JP, about watching that and watching your, your driver up there leading a ton of laps and, and getting that top five. What was that like? I mean, it kind of stinks. We weren't at the track now. <laughs> to be there but it, i mean you're really happy for your team to to see us up there leading laps and and having a having a really good run and a good car and uh it's just cool to see the the shop putting out the shop and the track house guys putting out uh putting out these fast race cars i mean that's two weeks in a row that that we've had really good runs i mean last week you gotta think we had a really good run going to atlanta and just had just had some stuff happen and it's just pretty cool to see. It's just, it's fun to run up front. I think I told you that this week and uh, it's just cool to see. It's cool to see our guys doing well. Yeah, no, I, that must've been awesome. And, and, you know, through you, I've certainly been watching Suarez more this year um, and rooting for him and, and the track house guys. All right. All right. Be honest. Only we're going to hear this. Were you rooting for Suarez to not finish first because you weren't there? We're only only we're gonna hear this. It's not gonna go out to the world. <laughs> no, I want I want that 99 car to win. Okay, okay. Oh yeah. Always. You're not, you're not winking at me or anything. No, but... I'm not winking at all. No, I want <laughs> uh, I want that 99 car to win. I think yeah, I, I think everyone... that realistically going into this week, like he had never driven on dirt before. Like, did you think that there was any way in heck that he was gonna be running up there for any amount of the race? How awesome was that to see? It was really cool to see because I don't think anybody really knew what was going to happen going into this race. I mean, you had a bunch of guy, bunch of the dirt guys who grew up doing dirt. They were running late miles, super late, and whatnot, trying to get ready for it. And man, you just had, like you said earlier, there were a bunch of guy, bunch of non, uh, quote unquote, non dirt guys up at the front at the end, and it was a, uh, it definitely showed that it was an interesting, uh, interesting, uh, kind of almost a wild card event. Yeah, and it seemed like even even Suarez didn't no he was gonna be running up there at the at the front when they interviewed him like in car there he was like i don't even know what i'm doing out here and it was like the greatest line ever you know for an in-car uh interview there and i and and i think ryan everyone in the on this podcast and in our text group was rooting for for daniel there to get that win that would have been incredible to see i mean i was for sure rooting hard and that i mean that was probably one of the top 
one or two stories of this race. Connor, me. you had you had the best line in the text group when uh, Logano was coming up to pass Suarez. You you texted, man, I really hope Logano doesn't take out Suarez. And then like a lap later, he passed him, and you texted back. I wouldn't mind the reverse, though. <laughs> yeah, you need to go a little bit harder on, on Joey there. Just, you know, spin him out a little bit. Really make a make a little name for himself there in dirt racing. That was the uh, double-digit alliance there, the 99 <laughs> working well together. Two single-digit numbers, yet double-digit in their form. Dylan loves that one. It's almost just one big digit at that point, you know? That's what we're riding with. Well, let me ask you the rest of you guys a question. How did it feel having pretty much all of your winners out of the race, almost like 20% into the race. Me, the only guy that picked somebody who wasn't supposed to even be in the race finished top 10. Yeah, It It felt normal. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, we just had Chase Briscoe on last week, and he was talking about how excited he was, and this was the turning point in the season, and I was like, all on board, on the bandwagon. And he gets drived into the wall by his teammates. So, yeah. I loved it. I loved that Larson and Bell and Kyle Busch were out early. It made the race more interesting. Cause it, it really seemed been, like, it really seemed like Bell was coming early. Like he, yeah. he was going to get there and no one was going to get by him if he was going to get first. Him and Larson. That could have yeah. been the most boring race ever where them, them two were just top two. And it was just maybe one of them passed the other one, but that was it. And I thought that was much more exciting with them out. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it would have been the most boring race ever, but just because there's so much madness going on behind there. Um, I, one thing that stood out to me was like lap 153, the restart. Uh, I think that uh, the 99 was still winning at this point. The dirt flying off of those cars into like the dusk sunset was absurd. It was like driving through a blizzard, top speed on the highway in rush hour. It was like... I, I, it was just like madness. And I think, I mean, there was immediately like three crashes and that's when they were yeah. like, all right, we got to do single file restarts. And I actually think that, I, th- I actually think the single file restarts hurt Suarez because he seemed really strong on restarts, just diving into that corner. And you start to, on a short track, you start to single file and all of a sudden there's a, there's a lot more distance there to cover. Yeah. Yeah. The TV broadcast of it reminded me of like a snow football game where you can't even see like the yard markers, like with these guys coming around those turns and like they go to the in-camera footage and you literally were blind on maybe like turns one and two for over half the race. It was insane. Like I, there's just no way that these guys had any idea what they were like actually doing. It was all by feel. It had to be at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I called out Kyle Busch in the text thread for just being so very whiny on that same restart. But, like, yeah. he wasn't wrong. Couldn't see anything. Yeah. yeah when, you're two, when you're two laps down, you get to say whatever you want on the radio, Dave. That that That's my rule. Whatever you want. Yeah, think of how the spotters were up on the roof, too, not able to see. Because that's where the cameras are, too, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting point because uh, I forget which door bumper clear guy. I think, I don't know. Freddie Kraft maybe tweeted something about, uh, oh, you know, it doesn't look like the drivers can see, but it doesn't look like the spotters can see ever either. And, and Corey LaJoy like tweeted back at him. It was like, I don't need any like couch, <laughs> couch spotters right now. Like it, you, no one can see out there. It's just insane. Like, yeah, it, yeah, you're right, JP. That just, just crazy, just madness, but it was fun to watch. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I honestly was a little bit skeptical going into it, but I think, uh, I would definitely watch it again next year with, with enjoy, like, you know, uh, enthusiasm going into it rather than like, oh man, we got to do this again. 
So what would it have taken for them to not have the dirt race next year? Like they announced it mid race. They had graphics already ready to go. Like what would it have taken for them to not announce that today? It had, it would have had to been, they would have not been able to finish it like through sunny weather and everything. Like it, I forget whose radio was talking about it that you guys were saying, I guess, that, I think it was Bubba's maybe you're saying like, they're going to have to call this race. If they had to add to actually call it after two stages, that would have been just absolutely terrible. Yeah. Or, or if they had to race it like on Wednesday, I mean, I know they did that in Texas last year, but like, I think theoretically they could have ran that race last night had there been no dirt on the track. Like, I think they could have gotten it dried and, and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong there, but I feel like that was sort of the sentiment there was that the track, the track could have been dried last night and you could have run it under the lights. Um, but obviously the dirt throws a wrinkle in that. So, it, you know, if it had rained again today and tomorrow, <laughs> then you're waiting for a four day rained on dirt track to dry out, then, then you're getting a little, uh, and then they're getting pretty much good Friday. <laughs> You're racing on Easter. <laughs> and there goes the I also party. like how like a couple of weeks ago in Ryan's news thing, he was asking about all the different like warm-up qualifiers. They were supposed to have like three different warm-up qualifiers for NASCAR and truck on Friday, then two races Saturday, two races Sunday. And like they barely got through two races today, like all weekend on that track. <laughs> they were so ambitious trying to put so many things and it was just not built to withstand all that. No, and, and far from ideal conditions, far from an ideal weekend, but I don't know how anybody watched the race and wasn't, like, gladiator-style entertained. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, in terms of entertaining racing, I don't think they could have asked for a much better product. Yeah, I mean, why not run it back? If my biggest complaint is that it takes away a, another Bristol race, I mean, that's that's pretty much small potatoes. Yeah, that's my complaint. I mean, JP, that's – I mean, as a pit guy who, who gets a race taken away from him on the schedule because there's no live pit – stops what's your thoughts there i mean it it was definitely weird seeing at home watching the race and knowing there were live pit stops but i think i mean aldora set the precedent a few years ago with trucks and you kind of expect it with dirt and you don't want anybody you don't want anybody getting hurt on pit road because of it either because you gotta think it was so dusty and, and everything you couldn't really have live stops without potential of a car sliding through and taking yeah. out crews and or having multiple cars slide through their stuff their uh, stalls and whatnot so it's definitely an interesting aspect i don't think any of us like having a race taken away but uh it's part of it's part of it and i tell you if they sell more tickets for bristol in the uh in the fall because of it it's pretty cool yeah that's and true more people watching it it's all it, ben it benefits the entire sport if you have more people more people watching and want to go to these races because yeah. of the show put on today Good point. Good point. All right. Well, let's, I think let's move on a little bit from the race and get into some more, some into some more stuff, but I do want to just make this quick little nugget here that I, I thought was interesting. The, the Bubba Wallace, no caution there at the end, just further elaborates the narrative. We've talked on this podcast a lot about the, just the complete inconsistency of, of cautions. I mean, Wallace was like doing like a burnout there in the backstretch and they didn't call the caution but the 66 car <laughs> on the two laps to go got the caution called on him. I mean, and Steve O'Donnell actually came out after the, after the race, he was in the post-race press conference and, and someone asked him about it and said, well, we thought Bubba was able to drive off. And that's where, that's the difference between calling the caution and not calling the caution is for stopped or dangerous situations. So it's just interesting. I, you know, I don't want to, do conspiracy theories, but I felt like if that number on that car was nine and not 23, that, that caution would have been thrown. 
So cars file that one away for later. File it away for later. <laughs> cars were slowing down to, to like go around him. Yeah. Was that not? I mean, he was also on the lead lap, like, you know, fighting for points too. And he dropped instantly two laps down. Chase Elliott was literally going onto pit road at Atlanta last week and they called a caution. <laughs> Just, uh, JP, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I don't want you to get in trouble with the, the powers of me, but <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's move on here. Uh, let's get into Garrett's notables. William Byron, sixth place. I mean, you know, he ran up there a little bit. They were talking about him, but that was sort of under the radar continues. Just a great season for him. How about Tyler Reddick finishing eighth? Good run for Tyler there in the eight car. Michael McDowell out of nowhere finished 12th. That was kind of crazy. I, I was looking at the results afterwards. And of course, Ryan's favorite part of the show, my guy, Eric Jones, with the top 10, ninth place. Hell yeah, that's an awesome run for those guys. I, I texted you just to make sure that, you know, yeah. someone was talking about him, just so you couldn't oh, yeah. say on the podcast that no one was. So we were talking about, that's right. Yep. All right, Connor, let's get a summary of how the Gas and Go Boys did this weekend, if if, if we want to go there. <laughs> Very quick recap. Um, let's start in truck. Tyler Ankrum, early crash, finished dead last in 40th. Corey LaJoy, and this is now on to the Cup Series. Corey LaJoy, early crash, finished 38. Quinn Hauf finished 25th, top 25 for our guy Quinn. That was great to see. Was on the lead lap for most of the race, too. Uh, Chase Briscoe with uh, 20th place. DeBenedetto did not get the Wood Brothers 100th victory. And that is it for our GNG OKGs. Yeah, rough, rough week for the GNG boys out there. But yeah, Quinn, 25th place for him. Good. That's a good points day. That's a yeah. good points day for the double zero. It's like quadruples his points. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk about good points days. I mean, you mentioned McDowell and the notables. If we talk about the potential for more than 16 guys winning races. Yeah. McDowell putting some points on the board may not be the worst thing. Yep. Yep. Good point. All right. Well, we're going to get into stage two, but we're going to take a competition caution here and put the spotlight on JP for a little bit. JP, as we mentioned, is the gas man for the number 99 team track house racing. Daniel Suarez as a driver. JP, we got some questions here for you. My first is, and I was thinking about this last night, even though you weren't there, but you've been through your fair share of, of rain delays, but how boring are the rain delays when you're actually at the track? Um, there's a lot of sitting <laughs> and watching the weather and maybe drying off your pit box. <laughs> and then if you're in Texas in last year, it's drying off your pit box and then watching the mist come back right when their track's almost dry and sit in your car for a while. And then you end up being there for four days. Yeah. That's... So there's a lot, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of bonding that goes on during rain delays because you're in the hauler or you're in your crew rental or on top of the box, just kind of hanging out with your guys and hanging out with your team and everything. So that's pretty cool. But they, um, they get to, they get to be a little long at times, but thankfully we have the air Titans and not just jet dryers now. Yeah. Does the, low, does the low man on the totem pole have to like pick up the burgers or like the food or the Cokes or anything? Um, usually the, the truck drivers will go, will go out and get us something, which is really cool. So, uh, but it looks like the drivers have been doing that lately here. So maybe we can get some sort of food sponsor yeah. on that nine car so we can get some, get some other stuff. There you go. Good point. Um, all right. Well, more serious though, JP, I, I, I want to talk about, I mean, how did, how did you become the gas man of the 99 car? What, what's your journey in NASCAR look like? Um, so I started in racing in 2018. I was on a tour at RCR uh, with my wife and my dad and we went to the pit department 
which is where I work every day now. And I, uh, they did a demonstration. I hung a couple tires and all of a sudden the, one of the coaches who was there asked me if I want to come down and work out. And I did. And later on, I, they, uh, they offered me a job down there and I've, uh, we moved down to North Carolina from uh, Northern Virginia and kind of made that full commitment. And then, um, I worked in the pit department every day. I did the, I did the sweeping. I, I worked with my guys and we, we were the guys who swept the shop, prepared the tires and everything for practice and everything. And then I got the opportunity to be uh, our part-time carrier on our 31 car when Reddick ran it in 2019 and uh, our 21 Xfinity car when Kaz and Joe Graff drove it that year as well. And also backed up on a three car for that year, for part of that year. And then I got the job of being a fueler uh, in 2020 on the 13 car. And then when the 13 went away, the track house came in and now I'm on the 99. But I was an NASCAR wow. fan my whole life. So it was, a, it was pretty much a dream come through. You don't expect to go on tour an RCR for Martinsville weekend and be able to, and then uh, walk away with a job offer. Yeah, I, I just did the tour. They didn't ask me any of that. <laughs> uh, oh, JP, you said that they invited you down for a workout. What What is the workout that they invited you down for? Uh, it's pretty much cleaning tires. <laughs> and uh, they just uh, let you drill and just, I guess they kind of watch what you're doing. I guess it was. I like imagining you doing like three cone drills in like the pits, like the pit area, like see what your time is to get to the, the stall. No, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten a job, but I've been doing three cone drills. <laughs> also, like what now that you are, you know, the actual gas man and you're not working your way as up anymore, but like what, what like daily workout stuff or like even practicing, like what does a training kind of like just prep preparation in general look like on a weekly basis? So with the way we work things is that um, we have our practice days on in the, in the middle of the week. Well, during throughout the week, pretty much depending on how, uh, if we do trucks at Xfinity and whatnot that weekend, uh, we'll have full practice days. I'll go in, I'll work out for about an hour or so. And uh, I also, I'm, I work in the pit department a little bit now too. Now that I'm, now that I'm kind of on the cup team and everything, I, I don't do that quite as much anymore but uh i'll go in i'll, I'll drive the pit car for practices for mo uh, for a good amount of the time and and we'll get all of our teams in there throughout the day and uh we'll go home so we kind of work we work in the shop during the week for a few days and then we'll be we'll be gone on friday saturday sunday or saturday and sunday very nice so jp i know you weren't there for the race in bristol um but top five y'all ran really well at atlanta last week i know the result wasn't quite as well as you guys ran. And, and you and I spoke about that a little bit after how much fun that was for you guys. Does it feel like the 99 team is, is coming together more? And I mean, it feels like such a short time for you guys to be having this success. Is, is that sort of resonating throughout the building over there? I mean, it's really cool for, uh, for the 99 to come in there and run like that. But uh, I think Justin Marks set it up. So Justin Marks, our owner, mm -hmm. he, uh, he set it up so it could be a turnkey team. I think I saw in an article one time that with uh with their alliance with rcr i mean it's it's i think it helps a lot it's a lot easier than trying to build a team from from the ground up and trying to build your own cars and everything and start up a whole manufacturing facility for for that car so i think having having the rcr teammates and being in-house is a big is a big thing for them but still for 
for a new team like that to be able to come in and gel together to and really start knocking off these knocking off these top tens and, and run them well, which is important to everything. I think that's uh it's big. And so I mean, you said you were on the 13 team last year, the Jermaine Racing, which also had the RCR Alliance. It, I didn't, you know, there wasn't a success there that I think you've seen already with Trackhouse. Is there a difference that you've sort of seen? Is it just maybe sort of luck of the draw and just the way the cars are set up? Probably just that. I mean, really can't probably point to any one thing yeah. that there is just that. I guess I don't know if it's uh, the sharing or whatever that's going on, but it's it. We're thankful for whatever for for whatever is working. We like it. Yeah, it's clicking. All right, well. Let's have some fun. Dave, what you got for JP? JP, I got to ask you, gas man to gas man. Do you ever find yourself late in the race, just crossing your fingers for the gas and go call from the, from the crew chief? Oh yeah. You're, yeah. you you want that. That's, that's what you live for. It's a, it's a pretty cool feeling too. My man. Highlight tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's what he lives for. Clip it. <laughs> What what's the hierarchy of the the pit crew guys? Like, is the Jackman more important than the tire carrier? Like, who who's the top billing? Who's the shortstop? Who's the quarterback of the the pit crew? Oh man! Well, everybody's important. Let, let's let's get that one out there. Right, but, that's the PC answer. But yep, keep going. <laughs> but I mean, we all have our we all have our certain jobs that we have to perform and perform at a high level. And uh, if if one guy's not doing one, if one guy's not doing his job, then it's hurting the other guys. So. It's important for everybody to be in sync and working, but the uh, the Jackman is definitely the quarterback of. The oh group. yeah, Jackman. That is what I'm talking about. Yeah, Jackman. I'll see you guys later. I'm out of here. I, I don't need to hear the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most versatile of all the guys? Who could do more than one position? I I think everybody's very versatile in what they do. Uh, when we went to five man a few years ago. I think the jack man having to learn, having to be able to jack and then also have to, to be a carrier where he's hanging the right front and then the left rear, that was a big step up for the jack man versus just pulling tires. Well, not just pulling tires, but when they were pulling tires and, and having to really focus on jacking. Uh, just pulling tires is just, you call it what it is, man. I mean, it was, it was important. I mean, that's why they were doing 10 second stops back in the 2017 before they did away with six man, but the carriers having to make their adjustments and sometimes having to drop the jack if if we have a if there's a left left side adjustment for the jack man to have to perform that's that's important and uh, the changers are just uh, they're just badasses with they're really good at what they do they're just their hand speeds and the uh, their ability to their hand eye coordination is incredible and then also their their ability to be quick around the car and be able to read the car as quickly as they do is really impressive and then the fuelers we're probably the least versatile. I would say sometimes, um, but we also have our niche that we fill too. You have to figure out how much, how much fuel you need to get in the car, whether you're going to do one can, two cans, if you're going to plug in on one side or kind of have to wait till they come around the left side. And uh, there's, there are a lot of nuances that go on with that too. And then you have to, have to kick that tire, which seems easy, but uh, if you don't kick it right, it goes out in pit road and you get a penalty. So that's important too. JP, I, I've noticed you've been calling it the fueler. We saw Joey Logano say fuel only in a tweet. Jamie Little and Regan Smith always go fuel only on the pit reports. What, what happened to the gas and go? Is, is this just oh. a big, big NASCAR saying you got to use fuel instead of gas? 
<laughs> I don't think so. I think we just use it uh, interchangeably. Okay. I'll still say I'll say gas man every now. I'll say gas man as much as I say fueler. All right, all right. Just want to make sure we're on the same page there. <laughs> no, we're good. We aren't going to we aren't going to diesel anytime soon, so we don't there have to yeah BPC on the type of fuel we're using. Uh, well, JP, would you say the spotter is the most athletic of the of all the crew members? Yes, excellent. Thank you for answering that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I gotta get to the roof somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I want to ask you, do you have any embarrassing stories or moments you, you would like to share? Ever gone over the wall a little too early? Um, actually, I have. When I was carrying, uh, we had a, it was on a truck in Vegas, and uh, I was on the uh, the 30 truck, I think. It was the build the wall. It was a, it was a Trump style sponsored, Trump gift shop sponsored truck or something. And uh, we got, we got, he ran out of fuel or something and he, or he had a tire going down. So they came, so they brought him down out of nowhere in the green and called for two tires. And I hopped up on the wall and the, the wall at Vegas is a little bit thinner than most. And all of a sudden he's about three away and I picked up the tire and I started feeling myself falling forward. And it's like out of a bad dream, slow motion. My head goes right beside the hook right beside the uh left front light on the truck like oh no i was over way too early and sure enough we got busted for too many men over the wall and i think pockers tweeted out something about the irony of the of the build the wall truck had a uh, had a crew member over the wall too soon oh that's that's <laughs> great what was the punishment like 20 push-ups or like a lap around the track or something no i think it was just pretty much the embarrassment of falling and almost <laughs> hit by a truck <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, man, having a pockers moment is pretty good for the, you know, the resume. <laughs> oh, that's why I was still a rookie, too. Maybe that's why I was converted to from a carrier to a gas man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, that's awesome. I've got one last question for you. Have you met Pitbull? And if yes, has he given you any inspirational, like, sayings or phrases? I haven't met him yet. We're all looking forward <laughs> to the can, but I'm sure he's going to be full of full of inspirational phrases and uh, man he seems like a cool dude i'm uh, we're looking forward to when we can all get together and uh and uh have a good time as a team Dale. jp if you get the holiday party invite and the like performance is pitbull then you just forward that our way we'll, we'll be down there <laughs> <laughs> i'll do my best there we go all right we won't name names <laughs> no, nobody know it came from you yeah. let's blame the spotter <laughs> <laughs> Or at least log back into the Zoom link for us and at <laughs> least see it through your eyes. Hold <laughs> um, the phone in your like pocket. Right. Yep. Press pocket or whatever. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, JP, that thanks, man. That this has been a lot of fun. We appreciate you coming on and having some fun with us and, and your input on the race and just the pit crew and everything. So, but stick around with us. Uh, we'll do some bumper sticker awards. Uh, in stage three, but in the meantime, we got to get into stage two here. So let's bring in Ryan for the latest in the news world. Rhino, over to you. Thanks, Garrett. I'm Rhino, and this is your stage two Gasco News. Richmond Raceway officially announced that they will be able to host a limited capacity for the races in April. Dylan, I feel like this is the tenth time I've read this exact same update. Are they just re-releasing the same info to drum up some fan support, or what's going on down there? 
No, that is absolutely the 10th time you've given this update. And I don't know if they're opening it more, if it's the same update each time, but it seems to me that races are opening more this summer, generally everywhere. End of headline. Christopher Bell was on baby duty for Front Row Joe for the truck race. Although the Nemechek family was able to delay, the induction and Bell services were not needed. Connor, if you were to step away for baby, dog, or cat duty, which former OKG would you want to step in for you on the podcast? Ooh, great question. I feel like uh, Dylan is going to be the best at that. I was also hoping or wondering if uh, Nemechek's wife went into labor like during the race. Was he going to be like pulled out and Bell jumped in? Probably. Michael Waltrip is opening a brewing company in Bristol, Virginia. Dave, I know you are a Natterday guy first, right proper beer second, but are you willing to give Michael Waltrip's beer a shot? Let's not forget Bush Light third. I mean, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I got two thoughts. One, when did Bristol become a craft beer town? It seems like the, the prime location for a domestic light cold beer on a wooden bar stool. But yeah, I'll give it a shot. Major drama was unfolding before this past week's iRacing race where fan favorite Timmy Hill was left out. Timmy was able to secure a rival good guy, Team Penske, for the race, and NASCAR said he will be included going forward. But, Garrett, it has, has it been your experience that NASCAR or NASCAR-adjacent properties promise something to a driver or a podcast and then waffle on that agreement? <laughs> no comment there. I felt bad that Timmy Hill got forgotten about for two reasons. A, he won one of the iRacing races last year. And two, he was in the graphic that promoted the iRace. And I just forgot to invite him. But yeah, I'm glad he got in. Unfortunately, he didn't win. It's opening day this Thursday for Major League Baseball. Dylan, I know you'll be rooting on your hometown Nationals, but if Max Scherzer went down with an injury, which current cup driver would you want to tow the rubber on opening day? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm actually going to go with my, my favorite car paint scheme guy here, Kurt Busch. He's a known baseball guy. He's thrown out first pitches before. I watched a video. It was a strike. Give me Kurt Busch on the bump. Okay. NASCAR announced that they'll be running an iRacing event on the streets of Chicago in June. Connor, people are saying this might lead to an actual race, but that'll never happen, right? No, it has to happen. That would be amazing. I want it in D.C. around the monuments as well. It would be incredible. News from Egypt, a mammoth cargo ship was stuck in the Suez Canal this week, causing global panic. Luckily, it was freed Monday with the help of tugboats. Dave, this had me thinking, which current or former paint scheme do you want to see on one of those tugboats? I appreciate the softball this week. That's an easy question. Give me the double zero Quinn Half main and tail main and tail car tugboat. It's a known fact that when there are horses on a tugboat, it has more horsepower. And if I'm being picky, give me the patriotic version of the main and tail car because, you know, America. An excellent truck race to start off our Monday with New Jersey native Martin Truex Jr. able to dominate with a little dirt experience. Garrett, we have one more dirt truck race this year at Knoxville, which is not in uh, Tennessee. But will we ever see three or four dirt races on the schedule or is two the max? I don't know. Uh, that, that that dirt truck race was a lot of fun. And it's fun watching the trucks on there. And like JP mentioned, they've already done Eldora several times. Uh, why not get, get some more eyes on the truck races? And that is your stage two gas and go news. I'm Rhino Garrett. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Another great rundown of the news this week. Let's get off to stage three. I, I do have to say, uh, not picking Corey LaJoy, who was a high school baseball player and showed off his arm uh, for, for the first pitch still was, was a 
slight. That was a mistake. I, you know, when I when I heard the question, Corey's first in the mind. Corey gets a lot of love here. I need to throw some love around to my guy, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch has been seen in public wearing a Nats jersey. Corey LaJoy is a minor league guy. I don't know if he can handle it in the majors. I mean, wow. if he's out here collecting double A hats, whoosh, come on, Corey. We're, we're in the pros here. Let's get serious. Do you All think right. Kezo or Logano could throw it to the home plate? From Both of them. No. Both of them could They're start on the national. <laughs> they would win 20 games, 200 strikeouts each. Yeah, I, okay. I don't think either would try. I think both would start in the grass because they know they couldn't get it there. Before we go off to stage three, Dave, give us the latest with Racing USA. Well, before I give you the latest on Racing USA, <laughs> is it too late for us to get into big dirt? With NASCAR getting more and more into dirt, I wonder, anybody got dirt in their backyard we can mine and start to sell? Well, with Garrett's idea of a dirt road race, road course race, I think we need to, you know, invest in this. That's a lot of dirt. That's a lot of money right there. A lot of talk about NFTs. Not enough people talking about selling dirt. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, we're digging a lot of dirt out of the Suez Canal for that Ooh, boat. We got a lot nice. of extra dirt down there. We could probably get some of that. All right, just throw it to me again. <laughs> Dave, give us the latest on the race in USA. Thanks, Garrett. And thanks, because this Gas and Go podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. As Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of officially licensed driver hats, diecasts, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 38 different drivers, including, of course, this weekend's Joey Logano Bristol Dirt Race Winner Diecast. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card giveaway. So whenever you want a new diecast t-shirt, hat, helmet, or novelty to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. Garrett, back to you. All right, thanks, Dave. I forgot, we can't get into stage three yet because it's the worst time of the year. Formula Un has returned, and that means Ryan gets his five good F1 second update. So, Ryan, you've got five seconds starting now. Max Verstappen started from the pole, but timely pit stops for Lewis Hamilton had Verstappen passed for the lead with five left left, but oh no, he went off track and had to get the position back. Hamilton won! That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Right. Did any of us get the winner right in our graphic pick this week, Ryan? No, no. Uh, we went 0 for 5. Oh, 5, 0 for 5. That's all we get Formula 1 on this, this podcast. All right. Great race from Yuki, though, Connor. Great race from Yuki. Go Kevin Harvick. <laughs> My guy. My guy, Yuki. Five seconds too long. Let's get back to the good stuff. Dale play us in. All right. It's bumper sticker awards time. Our favorite paint schemes of the week. JP Kelly is here joining the crew to give our awards out. And we're going to give JP the honors going first. So JP, you don't have to choose any of your second choices. I've got an idea of which car you might choose, but surprise us. Favorite paint scheme goes to one of the biggest surprises of the day, that number 99 Camper World Chevrolet <laughs> of Daniel Suarez and track house racing. I got to love it, man. I love that blue and uh, blue and gold we have going on. Looking forward to running again. 
That is a excellent choice. Doesn't sound like a Homer pick at all, but no, I would say it was a nice car. Yeah. If it was a bad paint scheme, I'd give you more crap, but it is truly a nice looking car. So, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that one. All right, let's throw it around the horn here. Uh, I don't remember who went first last week. So Dale, why don't you go? Nice. All right. I have a good one this week and I think it's one that a lot of you are also going to like and one Garrett that you've brought up a lot before, but it's on brand paint schemes and we're having the dirt race. So we got the number four, Kevin Harvick, Bush dirt car. Great uh, paint scheme for the track. They knew exactly what they were doing. Just mud all over the bush can. I'm like a little pile of mud on the side. Uh, you know, not too much even needs to be said, but it was very on brand and I loved how they did it. Great job. Yeah, that was a good one. That was cool. And most of the other cars ended up looking like that anyway. So <laughs> it just sort of blended in there. Uh, all right, Connor, which scheme you got? I could not take my top two, which was Kurt, um, Kevin Harvick and Mr. Daniel Suarez. So I'm going to go with my number three, which we had talked about on this podcast earlier, I think in a news segment, and I'm probably stealing it from one or two guys. And that is number 43, Eric Jones. Uh, Bradley Sisson did an amazing job um, with this design tied on the front that big tied logo on the hood on the on the hood is amazing rolled back into kind of their um normal scheme on top the blue and the orange numbers and then the food city white to the back was a fantastic scheme fantastic look went with the the track went with the race it was all amazing that's a bummer because that one was definitely my pick um yeah that one's awesome bradley sisson former guest on the show RPM's paint scheme designer. Just an amazing job. Uh, all right, Ryan, which scheme are you going with? Well, uh, my internet's not letting me load 34 and down. So I'm um, working, working, you know, I'm struggling here. But I'm going to go with the 22, Joey Logano. Why not? He won the race. I picked it before. It looked good in the dirt. It looked good from the lead. Not a lot of dust on it, huh, Dave? And we're going to give you five good seconds of paint scheme awards if you, if you continue with this nonsense. <laughs> I picked the best cars out there. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. All right. Dave, what scheme you got? I had a feeling that 43 would be off the board. It was a beautiful car. Give me, and I've given him a hard time here in the past couple of weeks, give me the number five Freightliner Chevy for Kyle Larson. It looked good. It was a decent-looking scheme. I especially liked when Suarez came around and kind of kicked his tail into it and literally – knocked the hood and fender just like completely off of the car um i mean it's a kind of race where you want you want cars that look torn up and by the end that one sure did so put the daves.com somewhere that didn't get knocked off on the sheet metal on that car and uh i thought he did a nice job with that this week yeah that was a good looking scheme and uh, a little bit of redemption although it seems like all the fans love uh the hendrickscars.com.com car but all right, I'm going to wrap us up here. I'm going, since most of mine have already been taken and I can't take one twice, I'm going uh, another former guest, finished 25th, Quinn Half and the main and tail car. Uh, the horses on the side are incredible. The two horses on the hood are also incredible. I'm still not really sure what main and tail is, but uh, if, it, if it makes my hair look good, then I'll take some. <laughs> if it's for a horse, then I'll buy a horse. I'll use it on there, so... Hell yeah, mane and tail, uh, good scheme there. Anybody got any runner-up honorable mentions? You might ask JP, man. He's got the kind of locks that, that could use mane and tail. I don't know if he's ever uh, <laughs> run it through there. but 
JP, are you using uh, mane and tail? Uh, I might need to here pretty soon if I let this thing keep going. <laughs> That's funny. I really uh, like the runner up here. Uh, I really like the number 12. I think they did a great job blending that red and yellow. Um, Blaney always has pretty awesome schemes, and I thought this one was pretty nice. I'm surprised that nobody took uh, Ryan Newman's updated Oscar Meyer car as well. They've swapped out the hot dog, and this week's theme is cold cuts, which is fantastic as well. I love cold cuts. So Ryan Newman and Oscar Meyer can, or Ryan, yeah, continue to do great work. Love what that. font? What font is that, Dylan? Is that was that just a last second edition, or do you think they built the, the cold cuts? Cold cuts. Yeah. The, the first time with it just saying hot dogs, it felt very, you know, like. What are we doing here? You guys are just putting the word hot dog on there. This feels like Menards aisle by aisle kind of paint schemes where we're just going food item by food item, just knocking them out and beautiful pictures next to it. I don't love that the cold cut was on a sandwich. I would have loved it. It was just like a piece of cold cut. That would have been really funny. Yeah. We need the Oscar Mayer bologna car. That's My bologna has a first name and it is <laughs> Ryan Newman. <laughs> Uh, anybody else? Is Kyle Busch going to ever run just a normal M&M's car, or are we just running through every single one? Like, we had the Ethel, uh, you know, specialty one in Vegas. We run some other ones, I think. He's gotten some bumper sticker awards, but just give me a normal M&M's car for once. Come on, Kyle. Yeah, I didn't even understand what this one was. What's the M&M's messages? Is that, like, you can order... You can personalize what the M&M says. Yeah. Okay. And said on the hood, yeah. like, I don't like to lose. I just like competition. I'm not going to forget how to win. He had all the quotes on there. I, <laughs> I can't see. The stupid turn one is too bright. <laughs> I didn't know Dylan was working a Kyle Busch impression. That, that's new that's to the podcast. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm solely a Kurt guy here. Kyle can, can go kick some rocks. <laughs> like any, uh, any social media shout outs, uh, crew chief? Yeah, we, we were a little light on social media shout outs this week, but uh um, retweeted by any uh rappers with green hair. <laughs> a little little Aaron did not retweet us this week. Um, oh, I guess he's scared. Yeah. John Fan Hendrix twenty four had the the Bushlight dirt car, so that was cool. And then Kenny said Chase Elliott, of course, but he also liked uh Brett Moffitt's throwback truck that was a uh, uh, paid homage to Barefoot Bob. So that was cool in the in the truck series. That, that one that one was nice. I think they had Circle B on the side of that truck for Brett on the forty five. Yeah, forty five. So yeah, that was cool. That's all we got from social media this week. Um, Were you guys disappointed that not or more cars did not have a dirt theme? It seemed like it was only Kyle, uh, Kevin yeah. Harvick, and uh, um, Eric Jones. Yeah, could have used some more dirt. It's just one of those things where they're nervous about the dirt race and you don't want to look like an idiot and then also have this idiot paint scheme. Like, you, you just want to be one or the other. Like, I mean, they hyped Russian... it up so much, like preseason in NASCAR, that it, it felt like an easy race to choose out for race or for drivers to do like something special with it. Yeah. They knew it was going to be highlighted. Uh, JP, what's the, uh, the 99 team has had some awesome paint schemes this year. Is the camping world your favorite? And you guys got, uh, you guys got some more, uh, that you're working on over there. Uh, I don't know what else they're working on right now. I love the camping world. That looks really good. The I fly with yeah. the red, white, and blue that got destroyed at Daytona. That, uh, <laughs> that was a really, really good looking paint scheme. And the com scope is pretty cool with all the different colors on it. So I want sneaky, sharp, very sneaky, sharp. Yeah, I like that. Very one. sneaky. Um, our yeah, CR really bringing well. some, bringing some really good paint schemes to us this year with three and the eight and us and 
whoever's doing all the designs right now is doing a really really good job yeah we that, really yeah, I agree. but it's also you guys got a lot of good sponsors there too i mean can play with some cool colors and graphics too yeah, Jamie, have, you, have you ever been um i dive or sky skydiving the i fly no, no, no. I, I I stick to I stick to four wheels and and wakeboarding and water skiing, and that's pretty much my my uh, my max of uh, of thrills. That and pit road. <laughs> pit road's a pretty good one, though. I mean, there's some thrills going on there, especially the uh, last couple of weeks. I mean, Hemrick's took it out like a couple guys and uh, got old Anthony Alfredo out there. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, your head's on a swivel at all times, even as a gas man. Yeah. You don't want that can getting hit. Yeah, that's that. I don't know. Yeah. Is your worst race going to be Watkins Glen having to pit on the other side, right? Uh, the only track? Uh, backward stops are usually very interesting. Yeah, I think we have that Indy as well. Oh, yeah. They go reverse there. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the road course there. Cool. Which I didn't get, I haven't been to Watkins Glen yet either because we didn't race there last year. Ooh. Something to look out for. Uh huh. Should Ooh. be fun. Well, uh, yeah, we'll preview that in our Watkins Glen. Watch out for the '99 uh, pit team, who's never been. <laughs> could be a could be a factor in the race. Well, Make sure you, that you get the the wall. Make sure it's the right width. You don't jump over it too too early. <laughs> yeah, backward stops are fun though, so it's it usually pre presents a pretty cool challenge. Yeah, that's cool. All right, well, um, Dill, let's get into what else we see on social media this week. Well, I just have one story this week. It's actually something Ryan brought up in the news segment, but I want to do a little bit deeper dive because I thought it was actually a really, really cool story out of NASCAR Twitter, and that's the whole Timmy Hill saga of what happened with the Bristol race. Um, so just to give a little bit of backstory to what was going down, when they released it, how it all started, they you know released the drivers, they had all the main guys, and then they had a couple of the iDriver guys, but everyone tied to their main team. Um, when Fox put out that graphic that actually did have Timmy Hill on it, which was really sad, but Timmy Hill quoted it saying, compete in every cup event the last two seasons, and the only cup driver that was left out stings a bit. And so they had 17 races over the last two seasons that he competed in all of them. And where it started to get kind of like, you know, Timmy Hill brought into the loop a bit, Brad Keselowski was already out of the race. He wasn't going to compete in it. And so Austin Sindrick was taking his spot for the Team Penske. And so Sindrick saw that, you know, Twitter started going a little bit crazy with Timmy Hill not getting in it. Everyone started kind of rallying the troops a little bit, trying to draw some attention. So Sindrick saw it, did something awesome, tweeted out big shoes to Phil, subbing in for BK, tight squeeze in his virtual seat. News, knees are in the virtual digital dash, and I didn't even have time to pack virtual tear-offs, which was pretty funny. I think Timmy Hill would be the man for the job tonight. What do you think, at Keselowski? Kezo uh, quote tweeted it, gave his stamp of approval, tweeted at Timmy Hill saying, are you in? Timmy Hill quote tweeted that saying, I'm in. Appreciate everyone's support over the last 24 hours. And just like that, it was all like within 24 hours, Penske replied, said, can't, we can't wait. They had the whole paint scheme out within like three hours after that. It was insane seeing how like, Timmy Hill clearly should have been in this, but the whole reason that he wasn't, which I don't know if this was actually discussed a ton. I just had to do a little bit of searching on to like find out why. And even when we were talking about the news segment, we didn't bring it up, but, it all happened. It was a really cool story. 
the reason he wasn't invited into the actual race is because his team isn't chartered. This is the only time having a chartered has actually come into like existence. We've talked about this so much. And the biggest story that's come out of NASCAR Twitter this year was because someone wasn't chartered. And someone had to step in to get it. That's why they didn't forget to invite Timmy Hill. He's not on a chartered team, so they didn't get the invite. So he had to take someone else's spot. How insane is it? It's coming full circle. Charters are important. I mean, that's kind of like proof right there. Like charters actually matter. And more and more we get into this virtual world, iRacing is very much a part of NASCAR at this point. Charters are going to start to matter a lot more, it seems like, too. The only people the social media roundup. <laughs> yeah, the only people that uh, where charters don't matter to are the people that have the charters. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But it's crazy. It's, it was funny, like seeing that because I saw the I saw it all happening live. Like when Timmy tweeted out, it went viral like instantly. The whole NASCAR Twitter is retweeting it. Syndra copped on it pretty quick. So it was like cool seeing it all happen. I hope that I wish that Timmy had you know would gotten that dub. But it was fun to to kind of watch him. But hearing it all come back to Chargers was a very funny kind of ironic moment, uh, given everything that we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah, John Wood kicked that one off for us, saying that uh, Chargers don't matter at all, even though <laughs> they clearly do. Right and then they, they, and then they went and bought a Charger. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think it matters, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Inter- interesting uh, 360 there, but all right. And, we'll cool. and hashtag let Timmy race is a great hashtag. That that gets the people going. That's <laughs> yeah. the last thing I'll say. That's a great hashtag. That is, that a, is a good hashtag. hashtag. How on. much to put a how much to put a bumper sticker on his virtual car? <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than his regular car. Probably true. <laughs> we'll never know because he didn't DM us back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Dale, thanks for that. All right, let's get into predictions before we close out here. And JP sticking around for predictions. JP, I'm going you last this time because I think I got an idea of who you're picking. Remember, we're off next week, boys. So we're talking about the Martinsville race in two weeks. So, Dill, who is winning Martinsville in two weeks? Oh, boy, I am very unprepared to make this pick right now. So what that means is that we're going to go to the well here. Give me Chase Elliott to get his first victory of the year. Come on, baby. (laughs) Uh, Connor? Kevin Harvick hasn't won in Martinsville since 2011. He won't win this week because Denny Hamlin will. Ooh. Ryan? I love that. I love that. Uh, Give me Denny (laughs) Hamlin, too. I love that from Connor. Give me Denny Hamlin. I'm hopping on the train. Why not? Dave? Well, I was going to – I had a – man, I had a whole thing. I was going to go, you know, race in Virginia. Give me Virginia guy, Quinny Houflin. <laughs> but I'm not going Denny, so just give me uh, give me Harvick. Give me the four car. Wow. All Dumped right. down. I'm going with our first two-time winner of the year. Martin Truex Jr. is going to win at Martinsville. JP, who you got? Got that track house 99. <laughs> we're gonna track gets their first win at martinsville under the lights saturday night all right jp if if it comes down to it that your boy is running there for the win and there's a chance to do the gas and go to win that you get you guys better call it and we will have the biggest blowout party of all time all right <laughs> all right we can all meet in luray and uh have a good old party there we go. I love it. Some Page County party, baby. All right. <laughs> There's some good ones over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got married in Page County. I know all about it. 
Uh, all right. Well, thanks everyone as always for tuning in. As you already know, uh, NASCAR is off next week for the Easter holiday. And so the gas and go boys are going to take the week off as well. It's just our second week off since October of last year. When Weren't you the one that tweeted that you wanted racing 52 weeks a year and then one holiday comes around and the podcast is taking a week off? Oh, that was like boys a, later. It was like a fake tweet that everybody like attacked me for. I was like, all right, it was just, just a joke. <laughs> but, you sent uh, sarcastic tweets? I, I, had, I had no idea. Yeah. No. <laughs> Apparently you're supposed to mark those on Twitter now. It's the whole Forward thing. slash S. Yeah. But anyway, we're off next week. But again, JP, big thanks to you for coming on this week. Big congratulations to the 99 team on the top five. Definitely going to be rooting for you guys all year. Can't wait to see you in victory lane. Uh, I got a feeling it's coming this year, man. So that means playoffs too, baby. So get ready. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're ready. Working hard. Cool, man. Well, well enjoy that week off. I guess it'll be two weeks off for you since uh, we, had, we had the no live stops in Bristol. But enjoy the extra week off and hope you're uh, back to uh, Martinsville, baby. A home track for you, man. Oh, yeah. I always love going to Martinsville. Should be should be a good time, and uh, thank y'all for having me on. Cool, man. Well, thanks, uh, and everybody else. Thanks for tuning in. You already know, but keep grinding. We'll keep grinding alongside you, and we'll see you next week. Hey, P, I got one one more question for you. Something I've always wanted to ask a real gas man here. Real? Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. <laughs> During the race, I see when they have the camera angle right at the gas man, I notice a lot of times that when you pull the gas can away from the car, a lot of gas drips onto the track. Have you ever thought about putting a little bucket underneath, catching that gas, using it for your own car? You know, I never even thought about that. Uh, I drive a diesel, so I wouldn't want to put that 98 octane in there, but I'm sure my boat could probably take it. That's a good question, Connor. I never thought about that. I mean, just, it like, seems like there's just so much gas. It's always just like pouring down. I'm like, ah, I can use that. This the question was an even better answer. Dude's got a <laughs> diesel true. truck and a boat. <laughs> Hashtag humble uh, brag. Well, usually, so the the real answer behind that is that when we pack, when we uh, when we pack the the fuel cell full full, there's nowhere else for that fuel to go but out. So when we're full, you'll see it spraying out sometimes. That's how you know, then. All right. Yeah. That's a good tidbit. I like that. So what when, when it spills on, are you guys required by NASCAR to, like, clean that up at all? Uh, I don't think we're required to, but it's usually good practice. You don't want anything sparking on it, any, any lug nuts coming through. So our our, ga- our jack man will normally take, the, uh, take our blower out and just dry out that fuel and just get it, up, get, get it out of there. Plus, it gets a little slick. It turns to ice if it gets on the concrete, so you don't want that sitting down in the in your pit stall. Oh yeah, that's a that's a ha- uh, Daniel Hamrick uh, Noah Gregson incident waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> cool man. Well, JP, we appreciate it again, and uh, everyone else, we'll see you in two weeks.